how do you clear from the noise? But you personally have to be able to clear the noise for you to be able to create some sort of differentiator about you. And for me, I'm, I know that there is a lot of noise. I mean, having young kids, you know, no shortage of chaos. You know, there's no pretending like there isn't chaos in my life. It's just a matter of how do you manage that? You know, if you're going 100 miles an hour, how do you do it without hitting every tree along the way? This is just one of the tools in my toolbox. I suggest for people to have several, whether it's prayer, whether it's yoga, whether it's being outside, getting sunshine, whatever increases that happiness, vibration, joy in your life, you got to do more of that. It's just a matter of finding those moments where you can be centered and do better day in and day out. Welcome to the Standout Business Show. And today we are talking about how you can actually make your own lane. Make your own lane so that you actually will stand out. And today's guest, her name is Amberly Allen, and she has built her successful business in the midst of the pandemic. She did this as a single parent, and she chose to work in what is in fact a very male-dominated industry. She's really here to talk about how you don't actually have to accept what the world is handing you. You can make your own lane to success. I want to read a quote off of her. I was creeping on her LinkedIn. <laughs> and she had this quote on a post that said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Every day, show up to build the best version of yourself because you never know who you're inspiring. And this could be like, the manifesto for this show. <laughs> I really love that. So, Amberly, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brad. I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to get to spend some time with you and, and your audience today. Right. And I want to be fully transparent. Amberly and I have been working together for the past uh, month and a half. So, she is actually a client of mine. And we'll talk yes. a little bit about some of the great progress she's been making and getting her brand out using video. But before we go there, Amberly, talk a little bit about when you were starting this current business that, and just sort of say what the business is. And I want you to speak to how you chose, like, not only what you were going to do, but who and where you're going to do it with. So I started the business in 2020 in the midst of about a month before the pandemic hit. I had been working with automotive dealers on digital direct and digital marketing for 20 years. And I started learning about some of the legal changes as far as credit card processing was concerned. And so I did a tremendous amount of research. I went to some of my very best clients and said, what do you think of this? Do you think it would work in automotive? And they knew me, they knew my work ethic. And so they gave me a shot at some of their stores. And then we've just been growing like gangbusters since then. Uh, so, and now we have 264 dealerships on the program. <laughs> right. That's like pretty fantastic growth in a relatively short period of time and in a very unlikely time uh, for most folks. I mean, during the last, whatever, two plus three years, most small business people and founders have been pretty much panicking and floundering. And so like, this is, this is quite the story. And what I'd like to hear from you is a little bit more about when you were choosing that you're going to start working with auto dealers, 
there must have been a fairly good learning curve <laughs> about sort of like, because one of your positions, like one of the things I think is so clever about what you've done is that there are uh, several, many, I don't know how many merchant service providers in the so marketplace. There's, there's a lot of them. But your current position is that you're working with auto dealers only. And you now, because of your knowledge of the auto industry, are like the only or the best provider who knows the industry best. So talk about your process of getting to that position. So it's interesting because you're right. All dealerships have to take credit cards. They all use a processor now. And the interesting thing is that when they started to, like I would call a CFO and say, hey, I provide merchant services and they get 25 calls like that a day. But my program is vastly different from theirs. We provide what we call a compliance surcharge program. So we allow a dual price within the dealership. We save them anywhere between 10 grand and 15 grand per month per rooftop. But it's simply being able to give them transparency and payment choices. But he said, look, I'm not interested in another provider giving me a quote to save me a couple hundred bucks a month. And I said, well, this is vastly different from that. And luckily, that one dealership has been my client for almost three years now and saved an enormous amount of money. But at the end of the day, it's true. You know, there's so many providers out there. And I feel lucky because I knew the space. My business partners, my executives on my team were 75 years in automotive. So we feel like we're experts. And that's why we've been the fastest growing. A merchant provider when it comes to compliance surcharge in automotive specifically. Yeah. And another piece of this relatively rapid growth has been some of the very conscientious partnering that you've been doing. And so like, I'm, I'm aware that you've been one of, one of the things that you do on a regular basis is both with your clients and with prospects is a lot of education. 100%. So talk about like how, how you made that choice and, how the educational side, the educational wing of your business is really helping helping your growth? Well, I know they say, you know, readers are, are leaders, that sort of thing. It sounds very cliche, but my favorite business book is The Ultimate Sales Machine written by the late Chet Holmes. And he talks very specifically about education. And, you know, I really took that to heart because my product, you know, it's hard to help people understand what it is. It's got some complexities involved with it. But we went to that sort of education model because every business owner has an expertise, a knowledge that if they just instill that information and, and communicate that for free, then they become the expert in the space naturally. And so that's what we did. We just started reaching out to all the different associations. I mean, the biggest thing with any business owner, I would say, is who is your ideal client? And for us, specifically, yes, we're automotive, but our sweet spot are really privately held dealer groups anywhere between two and 50 rooftops. And so, you know, I know there's a lot of big corporate players in automotive, but really our sweet spot is privately held. And so I think it's important for your audience to know exactly who their ideal client is. You know, I'm lucky that I have a niche that I've been working in for 20 years. And so I have some great clients and contacts within that. And then from there, you know, who are the other people within the space, like the associations that, you know, are really on this, on their client side, you know, that are another voice for you to be able to communicate. So we do webinars probably weekly at this point with a lot of the states. 
Um, we also do it from a national platform as well with NADA. And so we get an opportunity to educate a lot of dealers across the country. Yeah, I think it's particularly the partnering with organizations to be a presenter for whatever series of presentations that, that they're doing, that can really be helpful in getting you positioned to be you know, the authority to their particular audience and using literally their audiences so that you can access them and talk to them and they get to know you and see sort of who you are. So talk a little bit about your strategy from the point of view of like, when you are, I mean, a lot of people think, well, if I do you know, some kind of educational webinar and I'm you know, giving away the farm, <laughs> like I'm teaching all the stuff that I have people hire me to do, like I'm, I'm afraid to do that and I wanna hold back and not do that. So how did you approach balancing, you know, what you know with what you share when you're doing these regular webinar series? Well, I think for me, with dealerships specifically, this is my product is not a DIY type of project. You know, and I understand that if you had a business that if you taught them everything and they could just take your information and run with it, you know, you do want to hold back some of that. But for me, they actually have to use a third party provider, a partner like us, and they can choose. There's certainly other providers out there, but we have some extra pieces that we offer. And those are the training, the customer service. You know, dealers don't want this to be this behemoth of a process to take on. And so we really help them walk through every piece of it. We cross all their T's, we dot all their I's. We It's really a white glove rollout. So the educational piece is really important for us so that we don't have some dealerships doing it the wrong way and screwing it up for the rest. But if I was a business owner that, you know, had some things that could be, you know, kind of taken and done from a DIY, I would hold some of that back and and really show the value of you as the expert and and being willing to pay a premium for that. Yeah, I think there's huge value, especially from the point of view of when any of these dealers become a client of yours, through the educational and training that you're doing, you're really giving them this, this white glove experience, this five-star experience, and really right. taking care of them all the way through the process instead of, I'm sure there are other people that will show up and turn to some things on and say, okay, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right. We hear that a lot. You know, they ship them a box, a box of machines and wish them well. And whereas our, some of our, our best clients, you know, the CFOs, they'll call and go, we're thankful we can pick up the phone or send an email and it's not going to some far off country and they have no idea about my business or what's important. And so that's really where we build our value. And that's why so much of our growth has been referral. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrific. All right. Well, I'd like to hear a little bit more about just from the entrepreneurial side of you and okay. So here we are back, you know, in the early stages of the pandemic and you are a single parent and you do have young children and school's been closed. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as a parent myself, like I know what this was like. So talk a little bit about that. Like, how did you handle that? How did you stay sane? Because when you were in this growth mode or just founder's mode of building something new, it takes a huge amount of focus and attention. It literally is like having another baby. It's literally maybe more demanding than that. And yet 
you also have like literal kids, <laughs> like little babies, you know, around you and they need, and, and without school and without the normal routine that they're used to, they're going to need a lot more attention. So. Well, first calling me sane, you know, calling me sane would be a massive compliment. I can't say that I did it with <laughs> any level of sanity, but you know, I think at the end of the day, I've been lucky because I come from an entrepreneurial family I come from an entrepreneurial background. I've had my own marketing company since I was in my early 20s. And so the pandemic hit. My marketing company is still, you know, moving right along. We still do marketing jobs today, every day. But this one was so unique to me. I've always wanted to build a business like this that could really be, you know, something that was different, something that was a huge value to the dealers. And so it's true during the pandemic. I built the company in my closet. I know people say that, but I had kind of, you know, a mad scientist wall in my in my closet and really saw, okay, how does this work and how do these pieces work? And, you know, it really just, I was lucky in so many ways. I have two young kids, so they had a built-in playmate. Uh, I certainly didn't have a clean house. And I I feel like, you know, I just knew that I had to put one foot in front of the other because I felt like I had something special. And there were many times that I felt like this is crazy. I should, I had a ton of anxiety of, you know, I'm taking my focus away from my marketing company and starting this new business that I don't know, frankly, anything about. And there's no question there were some very, very fearful moments. I didn't know enough, but I knew I had something special and I just continue to press forward. Um, I do a lot of, you know, spiritual work. I meditate, but I also have you know, a mantra that it was like, okay, I just think I have something special here. And I just kept pushing forward. And I took the very next logical step. Okay, what is the next logical step here that makes the most sense? And that's really the I just kept doing that. And I do that every day as my team is growing. I've got, you know, 11 people on my staff, we've got 264 clients, we're doing $62 million a month in processing. I mean, the numbers are big. And so that's a higher threshold for me as well as a leader to say, okay, what does that require of me as a leader to continue to grow at the pace that I want to? All right. So I was just actually editing uh, one of the videos that we made together. And you were talking about, speaking of staying sane, <laughs> 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 talking about one of your favorite tools that you use. And just some, for something actionable for people listening, this was an app. I think it was a meditation app. So yeah. talk about that. Like, talk about, okay, so... I needed some help. This is one of the things that I, I got that seemed to be pretty darn helpful. It's an app called Insight Timer. And it's got one of those meditation tools as the icon, if you're looking for it in the app store. But I, as I'd mentioned in maybe some of my other videos with you, is that I had brain surgery four years ago. And they removed a golf ball-sized tumor from my brain. And so as I created some tools around recovery and getting better and being healthier. Meditation was one of those components that I use every single day. And even it helps my kids fall asleep faster at night. You know, it's just something that I don't get away from. And the days that I don't meditate um, are different and frankly, a little bit more difficult than the days that I do. And I'm very aware of that. And so this timer is, this insight timer is a really cool app. I think there's 400,000 different types of meditations. And you can search sleep, anxiety, stress, morning meditations, yoga. There's a million things. And so I'm within that app at least once or twice a day. And it's just, it's it's a huge tool for me. If I've got a big meeting, I take a couple of minutes and get centered. 
and just, you know, set an intention. And it may be very simple, but it's wildly effective for me. Yeah, that's I'm I'm right there with you. I just find having what whatever tool you use, whatever way you you man, manage to do it. Yeah. <laughs> even if all you do is sit under a tree. Yes. <laughs> or exactly. your, version, your own version of that. <laughs> well, and you'd mentioned earlier in the very beginning is how do you clear from the noise? But you personally have to be able to clear the noise for you to be able to create some sort of differentiator about you. And for me, I'm I know that there is a lot of noise. I mean, having young kids, you know, I love having young kids. They're a blast, but, you know, no shortage of chaos. You know, there's no pretending like there isn't chaos in my life. It's just a matter of how do you manage that? You know, it's really, you know, if you're going 100 miles an hour, how do you do it without hitting every tree along the way? And so that's that's the biggest thing. And this is just one of the tools in my toolbox. I I suggest for people to have several, whether it's prayer, whether it's yoga, whether it's um, being outside, getting sunshine, whatever, whatever increases that happiness, vibration, joy in your life, you got to do more of that. And then, uh, you know, it's not all about work and the grind. It's, it's about balance is a figment of imagination. In my opinion, it's just a matter of finding those moments where you can be centered and do better, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. I love that. I mean, my favorite tool of choice is my mountain bike. There you go. See? <laughs> and ever since I was a little kid, you know, we used to go riding through the woods on our bikes. Now these were just regular, you know, single pedal, no gear <laughs> bikes, but riding on trails through the woods with a bunch of friends was like my favorite thing to do growing up. And it still is to this very day. There you have it. There you have it. And there's so many ways, so many tools in people's toolbox. I think, you know, meditation is just one of them for me. But I, I love yoga. I love being outside. I love being with my kids. I love traveling and, you know, all, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we've been doing together. Yes. In terms of making some videos together and just as sort of a new, relatively newish thing that you are up to. And what I'd like to hear is just the progress. Like you've been doing some pretty darn good content marketing, particularly on LinkedIn over the last I don't know, year and some. And, and now we've added a layer where we're starting to make these short, short videos. So talk about like a little bit of the before and after of like, okay, so I was doing this and this is what was happening. And now I started doing videos and you know, the ins and outs of like, just before we got on live, <laughs> you were saying, well, I watch these videos, but I really, I don't know, I have to make myself do it. <laughs> well, it's true. So about early last year, the beginning of last year, I made a conscious decision to put myself out there on LinkedIn more. I knew I had a, a special product. I have a special team, all of these things, but it does me no good if I'm not talking about it. And so I had someone help me create more LinkedIn content. But then I also realized that if I'm only two dimensional, right, if, if what you see every day is just a picture of my face, maybe you're not reading the content, maybe you have no idea what I even do. And so then I realized that for me to get up to bat more often and really help people understand how passionate I am about my business and what we do, then I've got to have, I'm going to have to talk about it. I talk about it every day with my dealers and my clients. I mean, we're on Zoom calls all day talking to dealerships, but being able to tell the world of LinkedIn was pretty uncomfortable for me. It was uncomfortable just putting myself out there with these pictures, 
but I had to put my ego and any of my, you know, concerns aside and say, okay, for the sake of the business and the growth of the business, I've got to put myself out there. And then I had to take it one step further, which I'm grateful for you because it makes me more comfortable. I can, you're asking me questions. I get to answer those questions just like I would with a client. And then it's now it's on video. And so it is painful for me to watch the videos, but it's just like, as a salesperson, I listen to my zoom calls and figure out what, if I've got filler words, if I am not communicating effectively, it only helps me do better and be more efficient. And so even though I don't want to watch the videos because they're painful, I know that that only makes me better. So it is a part of growth. That's what we were talking about before the call is, you know, I'm willing to grow because I know it, it only serves me in my business. And these videos have done that. People now, instead of thinking I'm just a two-dimensional person on LinkedIn every day, they're seeing these videos and realizing that I have a product. But not only that, our company is is a, a force to be reckoned with at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, the, what you just said reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the the most recent, I, it's actually not that new, but the most recent Disney Cinderella movie, um, you know, all these films, like, because because I have a daughter, right? <laughs> I've seen a lot of, a lot of kids films, yep. uh, particularly the princess type ones. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those. They're less and less princess types these days, you know? Right, exactly. So anyway, uh, in the most recent one, the last scene is Cinderella, like the, the setup is this, Cinderella has basically been false. Like she's had this false pretense. She went to the ball as somebody who she wasn't and it was complete make-believe. And now the prince who's been scouring the countryside to try and find her again has located her house. Right. <laughs> and she's literally up in the attic hiding. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, but the jig is up. Like he, the prince knows that she's there and she has right. to come out and reveal herself, like her true self, to sure. the prince. And in the scene that this is happening, you know, you see her walking out of the closet and she's walking downstairs and she catches her reflection in the mirror. And the narrator, who I think is like her mother's voice, you know, is talking to her. And she just says, have courage and be kind. And she's talking about like to yourself. Right, right. <laughs> and to us like, oh, that's so perfect for so perfect. all of the people brave enough to get in front of the camera. It's like, just be brave and be really kind to yourself. <laughs> yes. And you've said that to me a few times, Brad, and I and I take it to heart because, you know, in our heads we get, you know, feeling a certain way or we don't like the way one thing looks or the other. And But you've always said that to me and I appreciate it. I do. I take it to heart. Just be kind to yourself. And just like you said, I, I hope that I could encourage anyone. I'm so thankful to be a business owner. I'm so thankful to be a woman in automotive. I mean, being in a male dominated industry, frankly, has served me. I love it. You know, I have the most tremendous clients. They're so wonderful to work with. I mean, granted, I've seen it all, but, you know, I, I don't think I would have the opportunities that I have to take care of my children as a single parent if I wasn't in automotive. I'm so eternally grateful to be in this industry. Yeah. Well, I think actually that might be a really great note for us to wrap up on. We're getting okay. right at the end of our time together. <laughs> oh, that went quickly. So if someone is super inspired by our conversation and they would actually like to reach out to you, where would be the best place for them to do that? Please. So I'm really mostly on LinkedIn, uh, Amberly Allen on LinkedIn. 
Uh, and I'm on Instagram, but LinkedIn is really the best place to find me and, you know, reach out, get connected, send me a message. I'd be happy to help in any way. So that's great. Well, Amberly, thank you so much. This was a really fun conversation. <laughs> it was, it was for me too, as well. Thank you so much, Brad. I appreciate you. And for anyone's here at the end, still listening, I just want to remind you that you can go and binge the entire archive of the standout business show. Uh, one of the best places to find it is actually on LinkedIn, where the podcast gets broadcast into my newsletter and you can subscribe by finding me, Brad Powell, on LinkedIn. Follow the newsletter, comes out every single week. You will never miss another episode because the, you can actually listen right on LinkedIn. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining today and we will see you next time. So long.